Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Uh, overall, not too bad. Um, some issues, which we'll discuss later, but... Right. Well, uh, hopefully those issues are minor, and we'll get through this together as a, as a team... Uh, unless we're, unless I, oh no, I just remembered. Yeah, no. Yeah. Issues. Uh, well, we'll you know, we'll discuss whether we get through them or just leave them by the wayside. Yes. What better way to solve your problems than by running away from them? Uh, in this case, this is a suitable solution. We'll get to it a little bit later, but, uh, as a hint, the next game club, I feel comfortable announcing this because there are three days left of the year as of this recording, but our next game club starting maybe sooner in 2020 than than one anticipated uh will be sacred stones and since we have two votes and those two votes chose uh different routes uh eddie and i are going to look at maybe choosing uh one of us doing one route and the other of us doing the other route so one of us picking Ephraim, one of us picking erica haven't made that call yet but i feel like that's kind of the path we have to take because it, it was a tie so looking forward to yeah. that uh yeah we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later on but until then we've got some good chunky updates to talk about uh with lots of cool stuff that's been going on since we last recorded but right now the banners running are the weekly revival banners with om Fay, and delthea heroes with rally skills goes until the 2nd of january legendary celica goes into the 6th we'll talk about her in a little bit voting gauntlet banner goes until the 7th Glorious Gifts goes until the 16th, and the Revival Banners for the Christmas uh, Banners, Gifts of Winter and Winter's Envoy, go until the 24th. Eddie, as always, I want to start with your summoning. How have things gone for you over these past few weeks? Uh, well, I dove into the Celica Banner, uh, summoning in Colorless when I had no green orbs, trying to get Claude out of that. Uh, and I ended up getting pity broken by Grima at all times, which was, oh, so wonderful, Especially since I already have a plus 10 Grima, or female Robin, whatever you want to label her as. Um, I did uh, go hop, after a bit, hopped over to the winter repeat banners with those free tickets that Sothis gave us. And ended up getting a clawed off of one of those banners. Which I just laughed my head off at that. I'm summoning and getting pity broken by Grima, only to have the guy I'm looking for from there pop up and randomly in another banner uh can't argue with that, those results yep after that i went back into celica uh, looking to get uh still looking to get celica and summoning blue on my um you know off colors you know uh but ended up getting uh edelgard or two can't remember if it was one or two and then eventually got a settle learn how to talk one of these days I keep saying that. Who knows if it'll ever happen? <laughs> one uh, of these I did years. Eventually get a, yeah, I did eventually get a Celica. That's so. great. I'm glad you... Uh, I believe the last time we had a Mythic banner, I, I had some pretty stellar luck. And I'm glad you were able to get what you were looking for uh, in those banners. But personally, had a bit of a rough go over the last two weeks. I did save up about... Because of the Mythic banner that we last had, and I, I got what I needed pretty quickly... Uh, I ended up saving maybe 200 or so orbs. So then when the Christmas banner came out, I was like, oh man, I love Christmas. I want to get a Christmas hero. So of course I was pulling for the duo uh, of Marth and, and uh, Elise. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. And no luck there. I ended up getting, I think, Pity Broken a couple times with either a Nina or a Sumia. I, I did get a Nina and a Sumia, which are... To, the, to my credit, two new heroes uh, that I did not have before, so that's that's a bonus. Uh, I do have noted here that the Sothis tickets got me those, but I, I don't think I got... I think I maybe got one of them from the Sothis tickets, but nothing okay. crazy uh, to write home about. I did dip into the Legendary Banner. I kind of held off in the Christmas Banner, and I need to be more wary about the calendar. I should have held all my orbs into the legendary banner hit because the the christmas banner is around for a month but you know i felt if i waited i would just be like ah i don't need these guys um yeah but i did get another thrashier from the legendary banner which was the one pity break 
uh, I didn't want from the green. I would have been happy with Edelgard because I don't have her yet. But uh, yeah. yeah, no no new Legendary or Christmas for me. And looking ahead towards New Year's, it's looking... I don't know what to do. Uh, it's very unlikely that I'll buy orbs, but it's, I, I don't know whether I'll try to summon for some of the New Year's heroes or whether I want to... I have like a, I'm nearing a 5% pity break or a 5% appearance rate uh, on the Christmas banner. And then I've got like a 9% on the legendary banner. I'm wondering, you know, with the New Year's bonus coming up, do I want to like, I don't know, pull more from the legendary banner and just leave the Christmas and New Year's because it'll be there for a month. Like I have some time to kind of figure things out. But... Yeah, you have a bit of time because the legendary banner is staying around a little longer than normal since um, I'm pretty sure Selk is one of the units in the... Uh, voting gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Um, thought Celica was, but maybe not. But she is staying around a bit longer than normal. So. Yeah, I think her banner. Well, her banner is going to the six. So yeah, uh, it'll definitely. I'll definitely cover that New Year's bonus. I, I see. There's like a New Year's yeah, event the, happening. Yeah, the New Year's event coming, um, as well as a bunch of other stuff coming. Some of which that can get orbs, such as a bunch of allegiance battle quests. Uh, probably get a few orbs out of there. Uh, the Tempest Trials login bonus, as well as the banner starting. Uh, the battle quests are starting on the 30th. The banner's on the 31st. Uh, that New Year's celebration you mentioned, we don't know what it'll involve. Probably at least uh, one or two ways to get at least a couple orbs. Um, although there are, there is that Special Heroes banner and login bonus to eat up those orbs on the same day, both starting on the 1st of next year. Uh, the two revival of the New Year's banners from the previous years as well, starting that day, and the voting gauntlet. Quite a busy January 1st we got going. Uh, the Heroes with Brazen skills starting on the 2nd when the current uh, rally skills goes away. And the Tempest Trials Plus, which is another 40 orbs you can get, uh, and that'll get you a free air starting on the 3rd, as well as a Bound Hero Battle uh, for Faye and Nidune, uh starting on the 4th, as well as a banner to go with it. Yeah, it's a pretty so. stacked uh, week, and you're right, uh, plenty of orbs to be gotten. I have a feeling that when this episode gets posted and the Discord gets a hold of it, they'll be suggesting, I'm going to guess, suggesting at least completing out the Pity Break uh, or the the appearance reset on the Legendary Banner and then making a call as to whether I want, you know, a Marth duo or an Anna alt, which, uh, yeah. Yeah, we have the, um, very funny you're talking about impossible things that will never happen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we'll actually go over that shortly. We have till the 16th for the uh, Marth duo, so you have some time for that. And we'll have all month for those January heroes, so. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm not too fretting about it, but, it, but it's funny. Like I I try to I try to summon as soon as possible, and I I don't often look at the calendar. And I mean, if we did New Year's resolutions on this show, maybe that's what I'll do. Is I'm going to strategically look at the summoning and determine whether I want to put all in on this Christmas banner when I know there's going to be a legendary coming down the pipe. And it's not like I'm using these heroes right away or anything. They're just kind of sitting there um, waiting for a Tempest Trials. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I kind of have to reevaluate how I summon because I feel like that was a mistake, especially if I wanted I, legendary cell. I need to get better about that too. I tend to try and get the heroes early, and you know, I have a whole month to worry about it. So, well, it's also about this show too. I, I feel like with this podcast, I like to be able to report on summoning, and I like to be able to talk about a hero that I have and I'm currently using. As opposed to just reading, you know, an outline that that I've written based on other content, right? So it is helpful yeah. to have those heroes in our registry so that we can, I can feel like I can talk to them in a meaningful way. But I think people know I'm a I'm a free to play player. I buy orbs maybe like twice a year. Um, so, so I, you I know, think we we'll probably get... have some special bonus special bundles coming. Oh yeah. I remember that last what, year. What they did last year, but oh, most likely there's going to be some kind of special bundles, if even if not the same as last year. I'm calling it right now. Anna is going to be the the, the hundred dollar bundle. I mean, she's got to be. They can't not do it, right? 
Maybe. Because um, think about it. She. I. <laughs> while I understand your thematical logic behind that assessment, I also understand the monetary logic behind something that's been wanted so long being, you know, something you have to spend a ton of orbs. In fact, right. Anna would much prefer you spend a ton of orbs over just buying her straight out. Ah, uh, well, they're not going to make... Well, yeah, uh, we'll see. They did... They could do Selkir Leith as the attached hero or just not do attached heroes. Yeah. Well, that was the yeah. first time they did it. It was with New Year's last year, right? Yep. So, uh we'll see what they do, but uh, let's... let's we've, uh, we've, we've teased around it. maybe the year before they did like a smaller bundle that gave you the Black Knight, but still. Yeah, it was the starter bonus, and I bought that immediately. It was a, it was a decent value, I found. Yep. But uh, before we get to talking about those New Year's heroes that were revealed, we do have a legendary hero that uh, came as a Christmas gift for us this year with Legendary Celica. Uh, while we were right on the color of the new Legendary Hero, uh, we were wrong off on who it would be. Uh, as we complete the set of Valentian royalty with Celica joining heroes, clad in her overclass outfit, similar to Alm and his for his legendary version earlier this year. Uh, she joins as a legendary green infantry fire unit. She wields the saintly seraphim as her weapon, which grants speed plus three and deals damage equal to 25% of the foe's resistance, ignoring special skills that reduce resistance. Uh, if she initiates combat, uh, her legendary skill is a B-slot skill called Soul of Sophia. And it neutralizes guaranteed follow-ups while preventing follow-up uh, or skills that prevent follow-ups. Uh, while also including the desperation effect, uh, and that is if she has less than 75% health, she gets to do all her follow-up attacks before the enemy gets to retaliate. Uh, so she might knock him out because she's been hurt a little first. Um, she also has a new oath skill. Uh, not sure if it's the first oath skill or not, but this one's for attack and speed. Uh, this is bound to be a um, skill line if this is the first one we've gotten. I think we had another one before. Uh, and it, uh, The oath skill grants a plus five to the associated stats. Of course, this one, as I mentioned, is attack and speed. If she starts the turn adjacent to an ally. So at the start of a turn, it does a check. If she's adjacent to an ally, she gets a plus five to those stats. Uh, she also has Swift Sparrow 3 and Miracle as a special rounding out the rest of her kit. So she's going to be in there quick, smacking hard. Yeah. And I mean, i got to say, her art is fantastic. Uh, oh, yeah. You talk about her Both overclass. hers and alms were fantastic. Yeah, no, and they dry, they drew some really good inspiration uh, from from Shadows of Valencia. I, I think it was awesome, uh, the way she yeah. looks. And, you know, the Queen and King set now complete, I think that's a really cool sort of pairing that's that's in the game now. I think it's a really neat sort of uh, sort of look for them. So I'm, I'm glad they've done this. And I want more of these legendary heroes to be sort of based in their game as opposed to just kind of being like a different set of armor so i really like the the legendary celica and legendary om and that this is very clearly like canon in game i mean the overclasses were something that were added for echoes and they weren't really necessary for the game i believe you beat the game without having purchased that dlc mm -hmm. uh so to say they're per se canon per se in the game is kind of not exactly correct it's just a special thing that they added for the uh remake uh but they are inspired off of something that was actually attainable in the game and the challenge on doing that for some of the other heroes is the fact that a lot of the other heroes didn't get similar special outfits you know they have one outfit the entire game or depending on how classing works they have an outfit fit per class in their game you know right so no. it's kind of hard to straight up give them canon outfits when they don't really have any change in outfits ever mm -hmm. in the game per se that's true but i i think like um camilla's brave alt was a really cool one because it felt like 
it wasn't canon, but it could easily be fit into that game and that she became queen of Noor and that's what, you know, the, the type of armor or the look she would have. So I feel like the, I like yeah. that approach. I think that's what they've always tried to do, whether they've succeeded to varying degrees. Depends on your viewpoints, but you understand what you're saying. No, for sure. Uh, well, I'm glad that Legendary Celica is in the game. I know some folks in Discord were really excited, and they had some good results. They posted, I think it was Sandman in Discord. Shout out to Sandman. He was looking forward to Legendary Celica, I believe. I do believe so. It was him or Opera who was really looking forward to it. Mm. Uh, it was Sandman. He had about a 1,000 orbs saved up, I think, at the start. He ended up spending about half of them and managed to get three copies of Celica. Nice. As well as uh, three Edelgards, uh, random uh, Grima and Air. So, mm-hmm. Beat the Average has 700 orbs left. Uh, I don't know if need. he ever did decide whether to hop back in or not, but he has some time to decide if he wants to try and plus 10 her. And as I pointed out to you while we were getting our notes and info ready, it's taken longer and longer between... Uh, you know, banners for these heroes to return because when they started, and yes, there were far fewer back then, but these heroes were coming back every month, and now it's almost like a three to four month minimum before they get to come back. Exactly. And uh, speaking of which, with our legendary returns, you've got uh, March is going to see Thrasher, Peony, Roy, and Robin. Uh, April is going to see Celica, so you're not going to have Celica on a banner till April. So if you Really want Celica and you don't want to wait till April? Well, you better get in there. Uh, Naga, Hrid, and Air. And then finally in May, you've got Ike returning, Legendary Ike. So yeah, you're right. It is, it's at least a four-month wait for Celica if you're, uh, if you're, if you really want that hero, you're, you're going to, man, now I'm actually thinking, I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking because I don't want to get into it. It's, 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 I have limited orbs, yeah. have limited time. Yeah, I mean, I'd say wait and see what we get for the New Year's things. You have a cup, you know, a couple days, almost a week into New Year's to decide. So mm-hmm. I'd say wait, see what we're getting for the New Year's celebration, and decide whether or not to at least get that pity break. Go at least go for that pity break then. Yeah, and I think in terms of orb bundles of any kind of promo, I'm comfortable spending twenty five dollars or less. Like I. I I just can't spend fifty bucks. Like that's too close to a full game. Yeah. Uh, but and that's I wasn't just my necessarily referring to or bundles per se. I no, was I know more. You know what, bon- what bonuses and login, you know, bonuses and stuff they offer, or special maps and stuff like that. Because you know, who knows how many orbs we're getting out of all that stuff if they, with whatever they decide to add. Exactly. Who knows uh we've we've teased it enough let's talk about these new year's special heroes and then we're going to move into Uh, a year in review yep um i would guess so they would have some more time to relax during the holidays uh when they put in the celica patch they uh, also put in the new year's heroes and they were quickly data mined Uh, and whether it was because of that data mine or maybe it was the plan all along uh we have now officially received the banner for them even though we have till next Thursday before they drop. Uh, the notice in games does reve- uh, reveal that the Tempest Trial unit that accompanies the banner will be Air, Renewed Life. Uh, in the banner, we do have Selkie, New Year's Spirit, who demands her snuggles and pats in the new year. Uh, Leith, New Year's Claw, whose warrior spirit will never waver, uh, even in these changing times. Alphonse and Sharena, the Askren duo, uh, who want you by their side this year and the next. And finally, Unicorn, I mean, I mean Anna, Wealth Wisher, who is a happy commander to be with all her troops. <laughs> yes, an Anna alt, it's happening, finally. Yes. Oh yes, boy. The unicorn has landed. Yeah, I can't believe uh, it or took them this long. shortly. Yes, of course. Uh, that's why she was, that's why she's kind of a unicorn. We've had uh, at least one, or was it even two? And I think it's just the spring, Alphonse and Sharena. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've been 
and that was over a year ago, I believe, because I don't think they were this year. They were the year before. Yeah, I believe so. They were 2018. So, but yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and we've been asking for an Anna pretty much every special banner since, and finally we get it. It's happening. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to chat about that next week uh, when we've had the heroes in our hands, or at least in the game. Uh, see earlier discussion about summoning woes. So look forward to our Anna search uh, in the coming if week. You're anxious to see what their weapons and stuff are that uh, for they're all available. Uh, Air, you'd probably have to go to Game Press or another data mining site to find the details of hers. But like I said, the video's up. But uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh, wait until we act. They're actually out before we discuss them ourselves in detail. Especially since we have something else to do this week. Yeah, uh, Eddie suggested this last time we we chatted while we were recording, and uh, it turns out we did it last year as well, but a little year in review, and we've got some fun categories to go through. With 2019 quickly evaporating into thin air, we wanted to look back at the year of Fire Emblem Heroes, starting with some pretty, uh, you know, some expected categories, like Favorite New Unit from 2019, And I'm going to go ahead and shout out to Hector, Dressed Up Duo, because not only was it our first duo hero, they were also delightful. Uh, Hector and Lilina, perfect. It was was a good first sort of dressed up duo or a duo hero to to throw in there and honestly uh, made that Halloween banner for sure. Uh, you, yep, it, it was a good one. I liked, I did like it. Um, you probably had a little bit more uh, connection to it uh, with you actually being a father. Um, it was a good one, uh, though. I, you know, um, in preparation for this and just to kind of keep track, I've been keeping a character list of who came out this year. Mm-hmm. And scrolling through that list, the ones that popped out to me were. Uh, and part of it may be a recency bias uh, on Celica's part, but Legendary Alm and Legendary Celica both kind of popped out. Uh, and their overclass outfits from the Valentia game uh, were really cool. Um, and after looking over them in the hero catalog, um, I felt that I Alm um, just edged out Celica. I kind of like his color scheme better, and that uh, weird little shield with a hole in it was an interesting and nice little touch. So I, I went with Alm over Celica, but Celica has a close second place there. No, yeah, that's woo. What happened there? Uh, that was uh, you're right. Alm looked really cool. There was a uh, yeah, his uh, he was a bow user, and his shield alongside that bow was very rad. So yes. I will I will give you that. But yeah, and I, I it could have something to do with the fact of you know uh, Abby being quite young. I would never bring her into battle or or you know, use her to do a giant attack or something. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but I, I just feel like the Hector, Lelina, you know, young Lelina worked quite yeah, well for and, me. And with the, you know, storyline, the paralogs of the, you know, Harvest Festival, their Halloween thing, it kind of is something you might take Abby to because they're meant to be mock battles. You're not, you know really fighting each other to the death you're fighting mock battles to you know in theory so having your little daughter there to have fun with them would not be out of place in a in that situation Mm -hmm. no and and i think their costume was delightful again like going back to your comment about om and selica just the way they the way the art worked was just really well done. So again, like, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of stacking it as well because, you know, first duo hero, um, their effect being so powerful in terms of, I think doing it's 20 damage, uh, in three rows damage in a three columns centered on the unit, which is pretty crazy considering like the first skill to come out as a duo. So uh, again, you know, the, it just, it's stacked for me in that case. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, all the duo skills are pretty powerful. I mean, this is one of the more direct, directly noticeable powers right there. Mm-hmm. They're all fairly powerful. That extra move, um, that's one of the more uh, limited ones, but because it doesn't affect, like, I think, cavalry and flyers, or maybe it affects flyers but not cavalry. 
So it does have some limitations on who it'll affect, but still that extra space can really change up the map when you're not expecting it. So Yeah. No, for sure. Duo skills are great and um I think they might, you know, make an appearance later on in this list. But let's take a look at most desired hero. Uh <laughs> it's funny enough. Um I forgot to uh I forgot to change this. I forgot to come up with my my list, but I put Anna Alt here as a joke because we we are getting an Anna alt so well, you could want another Anna alt already so i guess I, that's not entirely possible especially since you know mine is another Alyssa alt so i think i did this twice in our list though <laughs> so if i want to keep the joke alive i kind of have to think of something i mean uh, the other jokey answer could be you know another uh lin alt but i think i'm good i think i'm good with lin alts i i, I think the entire game base is good like lin and camilla we can retire them as uh you know alt uh heroes they're they're good um but i think you know i suspect we will probably see her as a duo hero at some point but you think lynn as a duo hero probably yeah i mean she is popular enough who exactly they'd pair her up with maybe florina maybe yeah that would work it's been so long since i played that game uh you know maybe maybe if i look i'm kind of looking at her sort of old art here that i did up for our live show but i could go for another lucina you know it's been a while since we've we've, we've seen uh you know an, a lucina alt in in some yeah. capacity uh i think your last yeah. like i it wouldn't her, her first year was spring and first year she had spring uh brave brave version i believe was she was one of the first ones um mm-hmm. i think she's had one or two since but but yeah, I could go for another Lucina or, or yeah, Chrom. She was one of the earlier legendary heroes as well. Oh, yes, you're right. She was. She was an archer. Um, but yeah, I, I could go for another Lucina. I mean, there's she doesn't she doesn't have too many. I mean, maybe maybe Fjorm. Another Fjorm would be nice. I don't know. I'm just kind of looking at the heroes I have in front of me. But another Lissa alt. That, I, I agree with that. Lissa deserves another alt. What, she had Christmas and that's it, right? Yep. Lissa's only gotten the one alt, the Christmas alt, from the first Christmas banner. So I would mm-hmm. love another alt, Lissa alt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the last Lucina we got was Legendary Lucina. So. Mm-hmm. Well, let's so. look at uh, most desired character not yet in the game. Uh, think about a, a Brave Redux style. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Essentially, if they have any version in the game, which unfortunately rules out Charlotte, I've been enjoying her in conquest despite other issues with the game um you know if they already have any version in the game they're not qualified so we want to see what character would you like to see brought in uh yeah with this year and the um game that came out in the middle of this year uh most likely it will be a heavy uh three houses category for us (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So, so who who are you thinking about for most of that uh, character? Well, I did end up, uh, ro- like I said, it is three houses based, um, and I did end up romancing Ingrid in my Blue Lions playthrough. I actually think I would prefer Annette added as the hero. Uh, I did enjoy her personality. She was a fun character. And if they event- uh, when they eventually add Mercedes into the game, despite the false claims that they've actually done it so far, it'll be nice to have them back together. <laughs> yeah i mean i don't she's and in the game i don't want to burst your bubble our discord um one of the uh people <laughs> summoning for norn still had yet to get her and despite mercedes coming out before everyone many of these other uh demoted or straight to three to four star units i still have yet to get her to drop i know she's technically in the game i just have no proof of it you never know. She might not just. Maybe she's not in your game. Maybe you missed a bite, uh, and then, uh, yeah. That's one of those bits came out wrong. So yeah, she, they flipped the zero to a one. I mean, it happens all the pop time. Pop up in my summoning. Yeah, you'll get there. Uh, well, for me, I also went three houses, and in terms of, uh, this is funny. It's also a character that I ended up uh, romancing, which is Dorothea. I think. I think she's well, doing. I, I actually didn't pick the character I romance. Oh, that's, that's right. You just mentioned romancing. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, I'm I'm 
I want my romance uh, character to be in the game, which is Dorothea. And I feel like she she just missed the mark. You know, I know they put Petra in in the first one of the first three houses banners, and I get that. But I think Dorothea was like, if they put eight heroes in, she was the ninth. Uh, I think she, they might put nine heroes in, so she was the tenth. Oh, and I think me. they screwed up by putting her in over Reinhardt, or not Reinhardt, um, Berkut. She should have been on the dancing banner instead of Berkut. Oh, yeah, that's true. Ah, Even uh, though Perkut fit with Rania coming in finally, I, I still think they should have just not done another Berkut or another Reinhardt would have I'm been fine. fine dropping him. I'm fine with dancing Berkut, because honestly, he needed, a, he needed a win after... Well, I mean, okay, a lot of the fine. stuff he drop, did was... Drop the dancing Reinhardt then and bring in Dorothea. Was it dancing Reinhardt that they put? Yeah, definitely. We don't need another Reinhardt. It was, it was dancing Berkut, dancing Rania, dancing Reinhardt, dancing Ishtar, and random ad of dancing Nephany. Hmm. Oh, yeah, So if, if, if there was anywhere to actually fit her into that, yes, she should have been in place of Nephany. But I actually kind of liked Nephany and her dancing design. And could have dealt with one fewer Berkuts or Reinhardts in the game. Right. Definitely Reinhardt. I feel like he's he's a weird one. But, uh, yeah. Yes, with the theme they were going with, Berkut and Reinhardt kind of fit as partners to their respective partners. And Nephany was the odd duck out. But still would have rather Dorothea in there over Reinhardt. I agree. Agreed. Well, let's look at favorite new mode, and I think we chose the same across the board, which is Hall of Forms. Uh, yeah, as, yeah. as it, we were discussing earlier, that's the one mode, and yes, we've technically only had it two times so far, but one new mode that I've regularly gone back to. Um, we've had three Molnir striked, and I've missed two of the shield phases. Um, we've had many Rooker Sieges, and there have been a handful of them that I've completely forgotten to hop into. Uh, speaking of which, I think one we might be going on now, so I should probably hop in there before long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's... So, yeah, Hall of Forms, uh, brand new this year. We've only had it, like you said, we've only had it twice. The second one is going now. And I think the mode works for me so well because it's not based on your current catalog of heroes, and it's it's kind of strategic in that you have a limited amount of time to build up your heroes strong enough to complete all the maps. And it's not just a matter of logging in every day, doing the maps, checking out. You do get to a point where you have to strategically level up your heroes and power them up enough so that you can finish all the maps if that's your goal. And I found that in the first Hall of Forms where I was having to go back and build heroes up in earlier maps in order to actually finish it. And I was like, wow, you could get to a point where you weren't able to finish it based on not being, not strategically, you know, evening out your, your team and making them all powerful enough to take out a map. I really love this. This strategy is my kind of strategy, not the puzzly stuff, not the, you know, make sure you have plus tens of everything, but this is, this is something that I can achieve because everyone's on equal playing field and it's really, I really love it. It's, it's a really great addition. Yeah. Uh, in the way you get to add a skill to a format, depending on who gets to gets the first kill, is a nice feature. It helps you with a bit of your strategy to try and move your characters around to make sure certain units get their first kill, so they can get you know that uh, skill shaping. So, mm-hmm. and um, I, I enjoy puzzle stuff like the tactics maps or whatever. But I never stick around for them long into them. You know, eventually it's like, yeah, I could do that, but I'm not in the mood right now. And it takes months, if not years, for me to get in the mood again. Yeah. But I I think this is a, it's a good addition. I I hope to see more stuff like this. And, And there's been a lot of new modes added over the course of the game. And a few added even in this year that, that we haven't really been, you know, huge fans of, but um hollow forms is the most simple it's simple to explain fun to play and not impossible to master but you know it's uh i'd say medium range in terms of the skill required to actually finish it um and it's something you can 
get into first whether you started the game the day the mode started or whether you've been playing since the beginning like us. Yeah. Whether you're free to play or, you know, plus tending everyone doesn't matter. It's, you know, you get these four four specific characters at a set power level that you can, you level up through the uh, rooms, chambers. Mm -hmm. No, I really like it. Uh, Let's go into best bonus. The way I kind of thought of this one, this category in my head was basically anytime the game intelligence systems offered us free stuff. And of course, we're not going to just say login bonuses and move on. I, I felt like we wanted to do something a little more than that. And luckily, Eddie and I both saw that there was something more special than login bonuses. Um, but I went with, uh, I would have liked to see more of this because this is this is technically the first time I think we've seen this. But um, by purchasing Fire Emblem Three Houses, it netted us a free male Byleth. And I, I really like that, I'm going to say synergy here, which I know is a buzzword in someone's PowerPoint. But... Um, to see three houses and Fire Emblem Heroes, the main reason Fire Emblem Heroes, or yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes exists is to be a promotional product for the main series. And this was the first sort of, uh, I wouldn't say the first uh, iteration. We saw a bit of this with Shadows of Valencia, but um, this is the first bonus we were offered by by connecting our games and purchasing within Fire Emblem Heroes. So I I like this. I want to see more of it. I don't see anything on the horizon. I don't think they'll do anything for the season pass. Um, they didn't do anything for Warriors, but but maybe if they do that, you know, they resurrect that 3DS remake, uh, we could see something there. But I really appreciated that connection. It, it was minimal effort on their part. I mean, they did, you know, they didn't do a whole lot. They gave us a free five-star hero, but um, it would have also been nice to figure out a way to maybe... Um, allow us to choose uh, between which avatar we chose, which male or female Byleth uh, we went with. That would have been an interesting addition in in terms of, I know not everybody chose to play as, you know, male Byleth. Uh, a lot of, I think female Byleth ended up being the most popular choice. I can't remember if there was like a poll put out or something, but um, yeah. I remember, but... I remember reading something along I... those lines. I know that Dorothea was like... I see that being the case, and that probably explains why we got the male Byleth for free. Yeah. Because, I mean, they're, they seem to be better than some games I've seen out there about the type of stuff, but they are looking to get people to spend orbs to some degree. So make the more popular choice the one you have to summon, whereas the other one is the one you get for free. Yeah. No, I I get it uh, for sure. Um I mean Yeah, um for this year it's like where else would they have had an option to do that and your explanation just, you know, when they do more stuff like this that that that's why I couldn't say that was my best bonus because it's just so rare that they're going to have something they can do that with. You know, I mean, maybe if they had decided to do something with heroes or with Smash Brothers, it would have been nice, but mm. you know, it's just Fire Emblem Three Houses. It fits. It's Fire Emblem Connect tie-in, so makes sense and fits there. And just just not many options. Maybe they'll do something with the uh, Fire Emblem Sharp thing and Majigger coming out soon. Oh yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. Although I'm not holding my breath on that. Because I'll admit I haven't played it. I haven't really looked too, too much into it. But its Fire Emblem connections are very tenuous. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll, uh, well, we'll see what that game has. kind of a um, Persona-type game where a couple of the Personas or summons that characters have or can get are Fire Emblem characters. So, mm-hmm. Or a Persona spin-off-type game. Yeah, what was your favorite uh, bonus for the year? Uh, for me, um, and part of it might be the Sothis, uh, because it was so recent, but the Sothis Christmas gift uh, with that 45 orbs worth of summons, the nine summon, first summon tickets. Yeah, that was a pretty uh, big, go a big more, uh, bonus. Yep. If I'm going to go a bit more broad, just the whole first summon ticket uh, system is kind of nice, and that would probably be it for me, because it's something they can give you free units without straight up giving you free units. 
you know, or give you a chance at free units, give you multiple orbs worth of summons without having to just, without just giving you straight orbs. It's restricted in that it can only be used on the respective banners, but it's flexible in that, you know, you don't have to do a specific color type situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, was the first summon ticket, was that new in 2019? If it was in 2018 at all, it was just in December of 2018. Um, maybe it was earlier in 2018 when the whole thing first came out, but when we first started getting them with the um, forging bonds, I believe was early in 2019. Hmm. I think that was when it first started, beginning of 2019. Could be wrong. Maybe we had a couple of them at the end of 2018. Yeah, I, so. I I'm not sure, but I, I I remember it being a big deal when they added it. And you're right. Like, I think you're right. The Christmas bonus is a very strong bonus. I mean, nine tickets yeah. across three banners. That's pretty solid. And probably if you were to stack up all the bonuses offered, that one's well. That one's also free. Like, you didn't have to buy a game. Like, I think I just liked the corporate synergy of I knew I was going to buy Fire Emblem Three Houses. I know I play Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh, here's a nice bonus. But yours is, yeah. yours probably takes the cake in terms of it being available to anyone and everyone who plays the game. And Yeah, and yeah. we labeled it as best, but it's really our favorite bonus, per se, you know, and it doesn't have to be the most efficient or most, you know, Yours works fine because that's the one you like the most, and this is the one just the free summon tickets, or as more specifically, the nine of them just dropped for free right there. It's probably because I didn't get anything from those free tickets that I'm just like, you know what? At least I got something for buying three houses, right? True. True. <laughs> the free summon tickets do have the downside of that, you know, you may only just get three to four star units. It's true. Whereas the three houses thing is a guaranteed five star. My life is still going on until the till around three house launch in next year. Well, uh, what what do we got here? We got best surprise. Um, I, I kind of already talked about this, but I did put in duo heroes. I honestly did not see this sort of unit type coming. So I kind of I as a surprise, it was a, it was a big surprise. So I put duo heroes. Yep. I mean, we already talked about you know, Doer Heroes when I talked about Hector, but what do you got for best surprise? Uh, for me, it would be out of nowhere suddenly getting, um, who was it, Valvar first? Or uh, maybe it was someone else, but the three to four star, no, I think it was um, Bantu first. Bantu, yeah. was the first one. The three to four star u- units being added straight in with the normal banners, uh, non-focused, just added into the pool. Uh, that was a nice thing. It allows more characters to get added in quicker, and it also gives you new summon new characters to summon uh, if you even if you aren't getting five star units. So that was a nice thing. I think long overdue. You know, it allows them to beef up their three to four star pool. Yeah. Hmm. No, you're right. I think uh, I think the the addition of the 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 three four star units I, i've gotten i you know i've actually seen it having a great effect uh, on my summoning i mean i haven't been getting a lot of five stars but i've actually been seeing um a lot of these new four stars popping up in my summoning um you know i got i, I guess i didn't talk about this in the summoning i don't know if we would count it in terms of summoning results but i did get you know i got chad i got the dancer one um i think i got one of the archers so yeah, it's been a good addition and and a really good surprise in terms of so, additions. A lot, lot of colorless in your free, your three to four stars though. Yeah, well, that was thanks Ted, to Marth. Tethys was a demote, so yeah. We're, oh, okay. But that's still it's nice that that's still going on, and um, you know, uh, Tanya was another three to four four star ad, so. Yep, it's nice to get something new, even if you if it wasn't the one you were you know either hoping for or expecting. It's still, nice to get something new. I agree. Um, 
definitely agree. Uh, well, this is going to seem like a duplicate category, but um, we, we, we now have biggest surprise. So best surprise being our favorite, biggest surprise being like, oh my God, what? Um, and that's what I'm going to basically add to the category next time. Oh my God, what? Um, so I put uh, the sharp turn that was in tone of book three to book four. I know we haven't experienced a lot of book four yet, but I did want to make, I didn't want to capture this, um, this feeling I had. Uh, going from book three to four, you know, basically like hard death metal to fairyland, right? Um, yeah. If, if anything, the book three to book four change feels like it should have happened last year when we had that uh, dream map with Dream Azura and Dream Camilla and Dream Corns and Makoto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like it would have fit more leading right into book four than book three. Well, there's also, you mentioned that, and, and they, we never did have the Dream Heroes again, did we? You know, they never well, brought them back. So maybe maybe we get the Dream well, Heroes. we also didn't get a Brave Redux banner this year, so that oh. may be gone and dead. Well, you can't win them all. Uh, what was your biggest surprise? Uh, for me, it would have been uh, from book three, the fact that it was Veronica and not Sharena. Uh, who turned out to be Thrasir. Uh The naming makes sense. Veronica taking the founder of her country uh, for this alt-Veronica version, this death metal alt-Veronica that we have. Um, I thought because of that whole, the fact that it would make sense for it to be Veronica would be a better twist if it was Sharena. Uh, but, you know, her taking the name of the founder of Embla, which would throw us off. Uh, but, I mean, for me, that Veronica never really looked like Veronica because they randomly aged her up. I mean, once you found out it was Alphonse that was Leaf, it, if you really looked at him, you could kind of see bits and pieces where a tough living and what happened to him in his world could turn Alphonse into that. But I could not see Veronica in Thrasir even after... They confirmed it and verified it and all that. Mm -hmm. Just still never truly looked like Veronica, even trying to eat her up in my head, you know. Yeah, it was a it was a big twist. I mean, you never even when they, I mean when they, for both Liff and uh, Thrasher to be Alphonse and Veronica, I think that was not something I saw coming. Um, they just it just seemed they just they they did i don't know maybe i wasn't looking hard enough maybe a lot of people like yeah we saw it coming a mile away but you're right with the veronica side of things like i think if people saw it coming a mile away they assumed it was sharina you know sharina and alphonse that sort of thing but uh yeah yeah it's it's interesting it's a really interesting sort of twist and was a surprise for sure um and and yeah i think i would have believed alphonse's explanation of what he was doing if uh, Thrasir was Sharina more than Thrasir being Veronica. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Alphonse we have, I see, you know, even if she claims she can bring Sharina back, I don't see him working with, uh, you know, Hell who killed Sharina. You know, if Hell had turned Sharina into Thrasir, I could see him working with her to hopefully, you know, rescue her from hell at some point or whatever mm -hmm. well uh, and funny enough we probably will never hear from those heroes again the way they kind of drop well, things like a hot potato again with the way they um did that little xenologue there true they do they do like to drop heroes like a hot potato though like fiorm uh i'm, I'm sure yes. air is going to be getting the fiorm treatment you know, coming up in the next couple months, but, uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see. Uh, let's close out this year in review with one final category. And this one's more of a look ahead and kind of jokey as well. I'll say, but, uh, most likely to be kept waiting in 2020. Um, the thing I alluded to earlier about, uh, my joke already being taken is another Anna alt is the thing <laughs> we'll be kept waiting, uh, in 2020 since we are getting an Anna alt in the start of 2020 but i, I mean my my answer is similarly serious a decent finale to any of the books <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. I'll, I'll defend them that there's not much in the way they set up their end chapters, that not many alternate ways they can go with the way they set up their end chapters and their desire to drop all the characters from a previous book like Hot Potatoes. But they're in no way, shape, or form good finales. No, not really. They kind of just end and then they try to tease it out a little yeah. bit and then they don't ever go back to it. They like take forever and then everything happens in two chapters and it's like it's taking forever to try and figure out how we're going to manage to do this and then suddenly we allegedly have the answer we travel across the entire planet in two chapters and defeat the enemy yeah it's wild well uh yeah i I mean that was sort of just a way to end it on a jokey manner but i i am looking forward to fire emblem heroes in 2020 i want to see what the game has to offer i mean going into its fourth year i was thinking about this earlier about how how long do these games last how long do these type of games go do they do they go strong for three years then peter out over the next four does this game get put on in the maintenance mode, I think it's still doing well enough where it can continue to thrive uh, under Nintendo's, you know, I mean, sort of new mobile thoughts no, and feelings. Yeah, there's no set age limit for these types of games. It's all how often, how long a community will stay with them, how long they will, you know, get enough people that they feel it's worth going. I mean, if you'd ask the same question about MMOs back in everquest days it's like they probably would have told you five years maybe max and your uh wow is at their 15 year anniversary so going fairly strong yeah so it's all about it's definitely all about the audience you're right uh it's about the audience yeah i picked up another game based on a uh anime that i had found and gotten interested in and enjoyed that is reaching its two and a half year anniversary of its release over in japan hmm. i think it's coming up on its second year in the u.s sometime in the middle of next year but so they can go a good distance but well here's hoping it continues in well into the uh well well it keeps going that's what i'm, I'm hoping for as much as we joke about what we'll be kept waiting for in 2020 but uh we look forward to talking more about fire emblem heroes in the near future but before we close out the show, we've got Game Club, Fire Emblem, Fates, Conquest, Chapter quick, 22. A hmm. uh, quick thing before we step into Game Club. Uh, I forgot to write it down, but do you have any guesses on who the eighth, the heroes on the 8th will be? Hmm. Think we might get our second Three Houses banner? I mean, it's got to happen. I, I'm, I don't want to... I don't want to necessarily state like, oh, every speculation corner is now going to be the next banner will be the Three Houses banner, but I think we're due up. Um, I mean, yeah, for me, the reason I think maybe Three Houses is because we got um, Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri in the legendary banner. Mm-hmm. That's not really a guarantee of anything, but in Sothis with the Christmas stuff. So maybe we'll be getting our next Three Houses banner then. It's a good sign. I, I I think you're right. It's a good sign. So, yeah, you got to look at the tea leaves, man. And uh, if it's there, it's there. And I think you're right. Having those uh, house leaders in the legendary banner, that's it's hard to be ignored. So, yeah, yep. th- three houses so for sure. There's a chance we might have more info by the time that we do our next recording. But in case we don't, you know, in case we do, wanted to get that out there quickly. In case we don't, well either speculate more or figure out afterwards for sure no i gotta lock it in uh all right well let's look at fire emblem fates conquest chapter 22 uh this could be uh, we'll talk about it a little bit uh corin's group nears the hashidan capital but they must first conquer fort genia the real challenge will not come in the form of a battle however the group finds themselves split in two as they work their way to the seas point Using dragon veins, you must strategically bring down the walls to push forward, all the while, de- all the while dealing with reinforcements from the south and launchers from the north. Upon completion, Xander orders the Hoshidans to surrender. When they do, they are taken as prisoners. They don't last long, though, as Hans and Yago show their ugly mugs and start killing the prisoners. When Corrin protests, the group is interrupted by the appearance of Garen, who keeps the Nor royalty in line. Uh, yeah. 
pretty uh pretty <laughs> strong ending in terms of garen just showing up and being like hey let's kill no. all these uh hoshidans no no that's not how yours no. ended weak bs ending <laughs> it w- okay so you you and i so, uh we did this today and you you texted me technically i did it yesterday but still oh, i thought you did it today early, did this, not... early this morning late last night at work oh and i will preface my feelings on this and i've never been in an abusive relationship so maybe the norian siblings reactions is that of someone in an abusive relationship but this end end of this chapter pissed me off okay no no way to sugarcoat that well why did it piss you off well um You've just completed the 15th impossible task that Garen has set to you that his men in his army could not do. So why the hell am I bowing to his whims? Why am I afraid that he's going to kill me? Everything he's tried to do to kill me has failed. I've stopped it. Mm. You know, I've, I've conquered impossible forts. I've fought through impossible villages. Impossible to defeat villages. In record times, and yet I'm supposed to be afraid that Garen threatens my life. I mean, I, I understand what the concept they were going to for here with the multiple versions of fates, and it was done much better in Three Houses with far more logical and, except you know, more reasoning that actually makes sense between not everyone being evil you know we're trying to say that war isn't black and white you know but with this one it's just like whoever was trying to do that just put us with the villains and made up bs excuses why we're going along with it it feels like yeah and i mean yeah the norian siblings are not evil they're worse than evil they're either cowards or they and like I said, that's this is where the I've not been in an abusive relationship uh, comes in. But you know, it feels to me with the way this is, is they're either cowards, morons, or are more than willing to let their father sit there and do evil crap and not lift a finger to stop it. If they need us to put him on that throne to for them to turn on him after this crap, they aren't worth the help. Yeah, <laughs> worth why? getting their help. I think that's the argument is they they feel as though they're not strong enough to take on their father who is being possessed by a demonic dragon, um, which, you know, often doesn't happen in uh, in the real world. But yeah, I mean, it could. Uh, you never know. But in this case, I think they're waiting to they're, they're waiting to put him on the throne to cleanse him or whatever. For, for Corrin, that's the explanation, more or less. She right. maybe feels she's not strong enough to defeat the demonic dragon the reason she's not trying to defeat the demonic dragon right now is that she thinks if she attacks garen the norian her norian siblings will turn against her because you know they think he's doing this of his own free will of his own decisions and if they're just fine with that then i'm like at this point especially after this chapter i'm like fine kill them if they're fine with their father doing crap like this and they aren't going to, you know, fight him over it, they aren't worth trying to get on my side. Mm-hmm. No, if, I... you, if you see your father murdering innocent, unarmed civilians, I'm not just going to say, oh, well, that's his choice. No, that is downright evil and wrong, whether he is in his right mind or possessed by an evil dragon. Yeah. You know, we're putting him we're trying to get him to sit on the throne so you know the Norian siblings can see that he's an evil he's possessed by an evil dragon. Oh so help me fight him. Oh, I see. Well it's kinda hard to get their help if they're all dead. Uh which I now see I'm, you I'm fine with that at this point. You're fine with that. If they're not yeah. gonna turn on him for being evil, then that, that's fine. Well you know? the thing is I think what could have solved this issue would be for someone to try to fight him and then for him to strike them down with a wag of a finger. You know, that might that just a cutscene alone would would maybe 
help with this current conundrum. Because you're right, I did find it kind of odd that they all kind of speak up to Iago and Hans and, and be like, oh, what are you doing? And 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 then not do anything as soon as, as soon as Garen shows up. But honestly, when Iago and Hans show up, they don't do anything there either because I think they're worried that he's going to go run to daddy, right? So I think you're right. Like In terms of the stories, Conquest feels to be weaker than Birthright. Birthright made sense. It's you, the good guys, going to fight the bad guys. And there was a yeah. bit of like you know, gray area there as you were moving forward. But still, it felt very much, you know, war is bad. Let's do this. The only real gray area in Birthright is fighting the Norian siblings because you grew up with them. You spent time with them. You know they're not out-and-out evil like Garen is, but Garen is out-and-out evil in both versions. And the fact that the Norian siblings are refusing to stand up for you know, just human decency has gotten to a point that pisses me off at the end of this chapter. Yeah. Well, um, let's move into this because I don't think I can pretty much guarantee it's not going to get any better, uh, in terms of those specific issues. And and I agree with them. You're making very valid points, but, uh, you had mentioned maybe we would want to, uh, and I'm kind of on board with this. I, I, I've kind of fallen out of love with, with conquest. It's not, it's not doing. I will note it was more your suggestion. I'm of the mind that I don't want to straight up drop a thing, especially when I think we're like a couple chapters from the end. If that, I, I think we have four exactly. or five. We're we there's 27 chapters. If it is full 27, I'm not sure I can deal with four or five more of this. Thing. Yeah, like you are we, right. But... We, yeah, so um, we had talked, and funny enough. Uh, if you think back, oh, way back to maybe the summertime, um, Conquest was our choice, Eddie and I. We, we, we did a poll earlier, and we did a, I think we did two older games. We did the, we did the Marth game, and then we did um, Echoes of Valencia, or maybe we did Echoes, then Marth game. Anyways, we decided we wanted to do like a, a, a an up-to-date 3DS game uh, before Three Houses came out. And then I think now we're, well, obviously we're leaning more towards Sacred Stones. So we were thinking of jumping right into Sacred Stones earlier in 2020 than we anticipated because I just don't think Conquest, I mean, we could, my my other suggestion, and folks let us know if you're interested, is like, since this is such a long period of time, uh, you know, Game Club takes quite a while for us to do. Um, I'm wondering if we want to even like you and I, Eddie, just look at, the remaining story and then just close it out that way in, in the sense that we just we talk about the last four chapters and the conclusion of the game and it's basically like just a quick research and discussion and then move into sacred stones as a proper game club that might be a way where you can cap it off without having to play it because i agree with you i have a hard time like ending things and since we're so close to the finish line but again like that might be a way to offer closure to the listeners who have been following us <laughs> and uh yeah because yeah. i know that's that's sort of where you're coming from is like it's it's more about the podcast more about the listeners um yeah and part of me as much as i hate where they're going with the story i kind of want to see where they actually do take it to the end i also don't want to abandon the story and the thing i did pull it up and yeah it's six more chapters hmm there's chapter up to chapter 27 and then an end game chapter. And I mean I'm I'm up for if you want to I mean well the option... as we've proved from Shadows of Valentia I'm very bad about getting back to things cuz I still have yet to uh go back into Valentia and finish that bonus dungeon. Oh, um, I never finished that. <laughs> yeah, and I said I was going to try to and I still haven't. So you know, there is that. I'm pretty bad about going back. So if we abandon it, the chances of me going back to it are probably some to none. I'll probably just, you know, stay with three houses and heroes and do um, sacred stones on my Wii U at home for the actual game club. Well, let's... Let's but. let's put a pin in it here and say like let's take the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll yep. discuss it in Discord. We'll figure out what people want to yes. do. 
the options are basically like give us your thoughts in discord let us know yeah like let us let us know if you want us to complete it you want us to just do a bit of research and discuss it or just drop it all together and move on to sacred stones uh those are essentially the options uh we'll weigh them all we'll have a discussion off air and then we will certainly share our thoughts once we've sorted them out but eddie that's gonna do it for this episode of summoner's call uh i appreciate uh us coming back last episode of 2019 heading into the new year hope everyone had a fantastic holidays uh you can visit us on the web gamersinpodcast.com slash fay email the show fay at gamersinpodcast.com check out the fire emblem channel and the gamers in discord we've been shouting it out all episode bit.ly slash tgi discord you can follow us on twitter you can find myself at r murphy eddie at drow fear and don't forget to follow at the gamers in for show updates that's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week and happy summoning. Mm-hmm.